You are now tuned in to Two Studs in a Pod with the dynamic duo of Blaze and Meech, a podcast giving you a candid glimpse into the world of super terrific Uber dykes. But you can call us studs. This week, we're discussing labels and the many different terms used to describe masculine presenting women. We're exploring the different terms that are used from coast to coast and between generations. We also look at why or why not labels are important. And let's get into it. Meech, drop the beat. Back to studs in a pod, good people. It's your boy Blaze and the homie Meech. This week, we're talking about the many terms used by masculine presenting women to describe themselves within the LGBTQ plus community. But before we break it down, Meech, how's your week been? My week has been good. Um, finally done packing. <laughs> I know y'all tired of hearing about that shit, <laughs> so I was tired of packing. But um yeah, that's that's been it really, you know, getting ready to move to the next spot and uh settling there and um you know, catching up on some new podcasts, been trying to listen to some informative podcasts. Um and you know, still catching up on my reading. I'm trying to do like a book a week. So, I've been on it pretty much for a year. Can't Are you any new books or the same from uh last last time we heard from you? Um I think I think it's the same. I'm still trying to finish a seat of the soul. I think that's what I mentioned last time. Oh yeah, I believe so. Yeah. 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 But um that and then I picked up the Dicks and Donuts book. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> So hopefully by the next podcast I'll be able to have something to say about it. Yeah, I'm still working my way through that one. It's possibly the the title that's <laughs> giving me pause <laughs> a little bit. Um this week's been a little uh interesting you know i'm still preparing for the cruise and trying to work out but uh wifey made that hard because she ordered a case of girl scout cookies (laughs) i don't know but let me tell you it's very hard to resist those things okay so, yeah, she brought them into my office one day, like a box of them. And I was like, no, those cannot stay in here because they're going to be gone. <laughs> okay. That Cannot. goes the workout plan. Yes. I'm like, now nah, I got to do two days just to try to fit into a pair of jeans for a, a night. <laughs> I'm really trying to create a deficit so that when we're on this cruise, I can just eat and I have to worry about it, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Get some yeah. stretchy pants. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and trying to figure out what this weather's going to be at. Like, man, packing is, packing is hard. And just for a trip, you know? Right. Like, You're lucky it's only for a trip. I know. Yes. Well, I already did the big pack and move, so I'm good on that for a little while. But, yeah, trying to get ready. And I'm like such a I don't know. I become so anal when it comes to what I'm packing because I'm trying to fit everything and make sure I have enough socks for this or drawers for that. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sneakers like, to match the outfit. Yes, yes. And that's the thing, like trying to figure out outfits that um that I can wear a shoe with. Maybe not like I have this thing. I can't wear my shoes this like back to back. 
I need right. space in between. So <laughs> I have to figure out outfits that'll, you know, I can wear with the same shoe on different days, but just not back to back. Cause you know, you do things during the day and then right. there's things at night on the, on the ship. And if I recall, like some of them you have to be kind of dressier for, cause it's like a club night. I remember one, the last, well, one time, the only cruise I've ever been on, <laughs> they, um, they did, uh, LGBT. There was no Q plus night there, but it wasn't LGBT night. Oh, at least they had something. Yes. I know. And I was so shocked and I was like, we have got to go to this because I'm so intrigued. And <laughs> I mean, some people showed up. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't a lot, but it was also a regular club anyway. So you had, you know, more than just, uh, everybody showing up. Yeah. Yeah. The best part of the cruise, which I've already noted the first night of it is going and watching people singing karaoke. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay, let me tell you now, that is a good time. Because once they get drunk mm-hmm. and they get up there and they start singing, oh, man, it's like, it's, it's the best part of the <laughs> of the cruise, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, other than the drinking and the getting off and going to wherever you're going, um, right. this is, that is the best part. Like, the last time we went on there, there was this, this lady and... Um, it was a white lady, and I'm only saying that because when I mentioned her husband, um, who was a black guy, big black dude, he wasn't anywhere to be found. Um, when my girl and I we walk into the little like seating area for the karaoke, and it's her and her other two friends, and they are lit, and they are like old ladies, okay, like (laughs) oh man, retired, okay, oh Uh old ladies, either retired or like very almost there, and. Uh This lady is so lit and she's like flirting with me. And I think she thinks that I'm a dude or she don't uh-huh. care. I think she didn't right. care actually, but she's like flirting <laughs> with me. And then she's so drunk. She's dancing and singing. And then and this guy gets up to do his karaoke thing. It was his turn. And he starts um, singing a song that she really, really likes. Mm-hmm. She walked up to the stage grabbed the microphone from Buddy and started doing the song. <laughs> and then when he grabbed the mic from her and was like, yo, it's it's my time, uh-huh. she started dancing on him. Oh, wow. And everybody was like, Where's the oh, footage? Oh. oh, for real. I know I did get a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to record this. And and then like she was really getting into it and her husband came walking in and everybody was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, it's time to go. Like, I'm like, she must do this a lot because she's wow. He came yes. right on time. Oh, yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that karaoke. <laughs> I see people make a fool of themselves. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into it. So, um, Meech, I don't know what your experiences have been um, as far as labels. I mean, obviously we are studs, but um, what have some of the labels been that you've possibly heard? Wow. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of the usuals, uh, Dyke, Butch. Butch was popular. I think, you know, that's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, AG, STEM. And a new one that I actually heard was like, um, sir, 
Like I know we get called sirs a lot, but um, I was actually listening to another podcast and they refer to themselves as sirs with a C. So I, I think those are general, but I don't know if you've heard anything different in Miami. I know in Miami, I heard a couple of different terms when I first got there. Well, I mean, not just um, in Miami, but some of the terms that I've heard even um, growing up and on TV and listening to other podcasts um, or shows, you know, on YouTube or things like that, like Bull Dagger or oh, yeah. Bull Dyke, which those were um, typically more offensive terms than right. uh, like even Dyke was uh, an offensive term um, when I was growing up. Uh, so it's kind of weird to hear people use that term now, but I think more so is people in New York that are using that term. Yeah, I think um, I think the culture, you know, like uh, they're reclaiming the word dyke, you know. I feel like in the community we've used it, but to hear people refer to themselves as dykes. Right, so know, openly. General, like, yeah. yeah, so openly, because yeah. I was offended by that um, word, you know, growing up. And even recently, somebody called me a dyke. Oh, damn. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, but he he meant it, like, to hurt me. He wasn't like right. a super terrific Uber dyke. He was right, like, right. You dyke bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so it's I'm still on the fence about that word. I guess it depends on who it's coming from. I guess it's the same with you know other words if it's being said to offend or hurt. But I had I never heard bull dagger until I got out there. Yeah, that was a term that I definitely knew to me a. Bull dagger was a was a or it was like a butch woman, you know, like that's that's what it was, and it's definitely a term that we that we use. One that's new to me that I actually discovered while I was doing some research for this podcast was bull dyke. I mean, I never really heard. Yeah, I never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't one that that was um that was on my radar. Um, I believe on the West Coast, at least amongst maybe like around our age range, but usually like people uh, younger that they refer to themselves as boys with a boy with a I instead of a Y. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I know I've even referred to myself as um you know like your boy, and when I say that, I don't oh, think yeah. of boy with a B O Y, right? Yeah, I think of B O I always. Yeah, even when I was younger myself, like. You know, always it's your boy was never um with a with a Y, at least not not to me. Mm-hmm. Um and I think like bull dagger was a term for the older lesbians. Yeah. Not so much so my generation. Like that was used I think um as like a form of dyke to them. Like maybe what dyke is to us, that's what bull dagger um was to them. Okay. And I recently found out that um there are some women that still refer to themselves as a bull dagger. It just that word just seems so it yeah. It feels extremely aggressive. Right. It's and like just extreme. Like, yeah, like rawr. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's not that serious, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, yeah, no offense to those who refer to themselves as bull daggers. I'd be curious to know why or or like where the term came from, right? Right. Yeah. I um the term AG is another term that I uh didn't or aggressive AG or aggressive, right? That I didn't hear until um I was talking to somebody that I know from New York. So oh, that really? was like a term. Yeah. That wasn't something that I was familiar with. 
Um, so I kind of, and I think like maybe even like the Philly area type, like just mm-hmm. that whole little yeah, northern, northern, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah I heard that view. term, and I think I think I kind of I heard that term, and like when I saw what AG was to me, it kind of felt like stud, but it it seemed a little just a little different than who I was before I actually heard the term stud, you know, because I saw a lot of girls. I feel like, um, or studs, however they refer to themselves, masculine presenting women with like longer hair would refer to themselves as AG. Mm. And that's in my experience, you know, being up north, you know, New York, Maryland, um, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, DC, Virginia area. So, you know, I was like, all right, maybe, but it still never felt like it fit. Like, I, I just, I'm not a fan of labels too much. Right. You know, because I, I feel like I put myself in a box. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, when you stereotypically, um, when you describe a stud, I kind of fit into that box right. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. But that's like why what like... you were saying about the uh, the no label, like that's funny to me because there is a label called no label, you know, like that's a label. <laughs> that's a label, too. Um the it gets confusing, I think. Yes. So that's why I can't even be mad at like the straight people, you know, like mm-hmm. they don't understand our world because sometimes it's hard for us to understand what's going on, even because there is so many different um labels and things to be called people. Like not everybody is trying to be offensive, I don't think. They just don't know. And they need to they need to educate themselves. I think the recent events, like with um, Dwayne Wade and his daughter, mm-hmm. they kind of showed that, like, even he he didn't know what to do about her. Right. You know, even Gab didn't. And Gab, you would think, with right. the people that she knows, and you know she knows um, gay people of all walks of life, that they would be, maybe you would think that they would be more equipped to handle the situation. But yet, mm-hmm. still, they have questions and uh, they need reassurance and need to be taught how to uh, refer to somebody and, uh, you know, however they see themselves, especially when it's your own child. Yeah. I think, um, I think a lot of education needs to happen. And, um, you know, I think hopefully shows like this one will help people kind of get an insight into, you know, what studs are from our perspective anyway. I don't know. I also, I feel like maybe it's not necessary. Like, I don't want to say necessary because I don't want to offend anybody, but I just feel like if we keep creating more labels, people might not take us seriously. Right. You know, it's already hard now. Yeah. With what? So, yeah. They're like, it's either, are you, you know, LGBT was hard enough for people to understand, but then when we start adding, acronyms and more labels into it. It, it I feel like it kind of takes away from the community I understand that people you know feel different and want to identify as different but it's kind of overwhelming to the rest of the world I mean and I think it may be overwhelming to some of us because you know I don't you know I don't even know all the terms and right like I get world. confused when I'm like LGBTQ and then I I 
thought I knew what it meant, but then I'll hear somebody say, oh, no, it means this now. Right. And I'm like, wait, what? But I'm gay. Like, how can I right. not know these things? <laughs> exactly. These things? Like, like, I'm not how am I really gay. Right. Right. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> like I've been gay. I'm gay, gay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't understand some of these. I don't understand some sometimes. Yeah, I think the older generation too of just the community is just used to the lesbians or gays. You know, I don't know because from what I remember, it was always just like butches. Um, right. Even like maybe yeah. In my younger days, when I was um on the chat lines and things, or even like in the AOL chat, like it would always be separated. Like, are you a butch or are you a femme? And that's right. how you would like enter the chat room, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, like, like lesbian, yeah, butches for lesbian, for right, exactly. right. <laughs> so you had to label yourself automatically, right? To to be able to go into one of these rooms, you know what I'm saying? To like really know, like, yeah, what uh what you were getting into or what was trying to get into you. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's all that's, um, I mean, we've always been forced to use labels. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, you know, like you said, maybe some people felt like Butch put them in too much of a box. Um, Mm -hmm. In other shows that I said, uh, I've listened to or watched um, on YouTube, they say like Dyke, that's why they feel like taking that word back and reclaiming it mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah I don't know it, it still depends on who it's coming from yes but... yeah it's like it's like bitch right like if your homie right, calls right. you a bitch then you're like oh bitch oh bitch you know what I'm yeah. saying but if somebody on the street is like yo bitch and you're like what the fuck <laughs> you know what I'm saying right. <laughs> Man, no. that's a different story like who the fuck you calling a bitch and right Yes. You and I see you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Yes. Oh shit. I just made me remember when this lady called my girl a bitch in the parking lot. And oh no. Yes, it almost went down. Like that's not one label you trying to do. I was like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. She probably would definitely call me a dyke. <laughs> dyke. Yeah. Then I don't know if anybody's ever been like so derogatory towards me like that, but you know, I'm the, uh, yeah. like, again, I'm kind of big, you know what I'm saying? And they yeah. be like, sir, anyway, right? As I are, yeah, yeah. So maybe they're scared, I might punch them in the face. <laughs> no, and this was a like a six, like a six-two dude. Oh, and I'm like, really? Like, that's the best you could come up with? Don't fuck around with me. I'll punch out your kneecaps. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'll show you what this thug could do. I'm super terrific, yeah. bitch. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Get super sane on them. For real. Yeah, that's why it's... um. Weird, I don't know. And we force these labels on ourselves, and then we try to get other people to accept them as well. Right. And and then we like don't label me, right? <laughs> don't label me. It's so it's really confusing. Yes, I can definitely see how people get confused. And then it's, and then even then, you have the further breakdown of different um like regions 
calling mm-hmm. it different things. Like you said, right. like the AG and the Dyke thing, and even the Sir thing is more up north, like New York, Philly, probably maybe even DC, you know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. part of um, and then you have the bull dagger, the bull dykes, uh, you know, the butches and studs down south. And and then the boys on the West Coast, I don't know what other terms they may use um, on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was going to say, even within there, then you have like, I did hear the term soft butch before and maybe soft stud, mm-hmm. maybe. Now that I think about it more, but I think more so they refer to themselves as STEM. I don't know if you ever heard that term before. Oh yeah, before. yeah, that's more. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. I've actually because my hair was long when I moved out to Miami. A girl asked me if I was a soft stud, and I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like my skin is soft. <laughs> yeah, I do. I use lotion. Right. So I exfoliate, bitch. Right. <laughs> so if that's what you mean, then yes. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? See, there's another confusion, you know? like, And that's the thing. You don't know what people identify themselves as. Like, they, you know, I don't walk around with a sign on my, you know, around my neck, on my forehead, like, address me as stud. So, Only you know, in Pride Week. Only yeah, in Pride Parade. <laughs> Definitely got my sign up. But, um, yeah, you know, so if I see somebody else that looks like me, I'm thinking that's a stud. But for all I know, they could be a sir or a bulldogger. Right. I mean, I don't know. I like, I feel like that term is a little too uh, hard. That bulldogger, bulldog, anything bull, something. I'm like, why bull? Like, why? (laughs) Why? I just think of like a bull, like a charging bull, like yeah. it's aggressive. Yeah, or like, it's like a bulldog. Ooh. Are you trying to say my ugly big massive beast? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. I'm not ugly. And the and sir, I can understand. Like, um, I understand it. Like, I get it. But at the same time, there's been so much. Like, we're trying to get people to understand that we're not sirs too. Right, you know that we're not men, or we're not trying to right. be men. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I do. I I mean, the explanation of it, I do. I do get definitely. I can see where they're coming from, and it would make it easier, like even on yourself, because if they're yeah. gonna call you that anyway. Then you might as well answer to it, right? Like, right, right, yeah. Right. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> if anybody hasn't um, listened to that podcast. They prefer the term sir because they feel like it's respectful. Um, you know, they'd rather be addressed in a respectful way than to be called like something offensive, like a dyke. So that's what, you know, I do understand like the meaning behind it. But at the same time, I'm not sure that I want to be referred to as sir because I am a female. Right. And they spell it C-I-R, right? Right. C-I-R. And just butch. I mean, I think we discussed that in the first episode. That just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. You know, no. it's not a good, <laughs> it's not a good term. I do like, I do like AG. I just can't, I don't know. 
see myself even like I said, I, my my friend from New York introduced me to the term AG, and I did uh-huh. try to use that for like I was like, oh, maybe that's what I am, an AG, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I tried to go with that flow, but that that it just no, it just was, <laughs> it just didn't work. And I think um, when actually another chick, when I was out there, you know, when I met her and she was like, what do you refer to yourself as? I was like, AG. This was before I heard the term stud. She was like, I thought that an AG was, you know, a girl that flip flops and, you know, sometimes wears women's clothes. And and I was just like, I I don't know. (laughs) Like, I was just, I threw my hands up. I was like, I'm just me. Like... I don't know what you guys call this, you know, in in Miami, in Florida, in the South, but uh, I'll figure, you know, I'll get back to you on that, you know, but it was frustrating because it's like I have people telling me what I am right? because of what, you know, they're used to. And then when I tell them what I am because of what I'm used to or the terms I'm used to hearing, they're telling me that I'm wrong. Right. So yeah. I just, I mean, I don't. I'm going to sit here and say something cliche, so cliche, but I don't like the labels anyway. I'm just being myself because I feel like when they put the label on you, then they you're supposed to act a certain way. Like a stud is supposed to be a certain way and do certain things and all that, but and it is not supposed to do other things. And I, I Yeah, there's don't. certain expectations that right. come with labels. Right, exactly. Exactly. And that's that's why. But also, it does feel more comfortable comfortable to be part of a group. So mm-hmm. when you know that there's other people that feel or refer to themselves in that same way, uh, using the same term, then that provides a little bit of comfort, especially for such a marginalized group as mm-hmm. as we are, especially as um, people of color and being gay. So I think that that. Um, I think that maybe that's why labels are important because it offers that. But I also feel that why I don't want those expectations placed on me either. I want to be able to just be myself and not be defined by the label. But I don't want to be a no label either. Yeah. You know, so it's like very, it's a very confusing situation. No wonder the straight people are so confused. Right. I feel like um, it's enough going on that we have to worry about and deal with. So, uh, whatever, you know, like I said in the the first time, if I have to define myself, then I'll be a stud if that makes everybody else happy. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to do, you know, like I'm doing me. Right. Whatever that means is, you know, for me to figure out, not for the world. You know, um, I know we're studs, but you know who has a ton of labels as well is the is femmes. Like there's so many different types of oh yeah, <laughs> so many different types of them, and it's like why is the why do we have to break it down so much, so much? So I don't think that there's. I mean, obviously we have a ton of labels, and now there's new ones being created as well. But mm-hmm. I don't think we have as many as they do to break down what right. it is that you're into, right? So, I don't know too many of the femme labels. I just know that I like, you know, pretty girls. Yeah. <laughs> that are feminine. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> there was a, um, another term that I heard of. This one is definitely coming from New York. It's called Dom. I don't know if that you ever uh, have heard that. I mean, dominant. Like, now that I think about it, I, I do remember using the term dominant 
Mm -hmm. as a as a label maybe like early 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 like high school days possibly but never to the point where that's what I would think to call myself so I think that's Mm -hmm. more of a term because I heard it from um New York, more New York, <laughs> New York. Uh, Every friends of mine, yeah, all my, yeah. a lot of my friends are from there. I mean, I've heard the term Dom before, but I wouldn't use it as a label. Like, I kind of use it to describe, maybe what. Okay, okay, more so than a label, it would be, yeah, uh, yeah. not a label. <laughs> it would be description word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, now that we've reached an inquisitive point in the podcast. We are excited to share a new segment we are introducing to the podcast called Too Many Peas in the Pod. During this portion of the podcast, we will be sharing and answering some of the questions and comments we've received from our listeners. Let's get into it. Our first question comes from Anonymous from Lithonia, who asks, I guess I'm technically a baby stud. I'm 26 and just recently realized that I'm gay. I've told my close friends, but I haven't told my mom or anyone else in my family yet. My mom and I are super close and she's not she's not religious or anything, but I know she will be disappointed. Do you have any advice for a baby stud on the best way of coming out to her? What, should, what are your thoughts, B? Mm, well, I mean, 26... <laughs> Lord knows what I had done by 26. Right, um, got to think back. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably uh, coming out to my mom was probably like one of the hardest things I ever did, even though she is so super accepting. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm happy and healthy, that's all she really cares about. But um, it was still rough. Uh, so I can't even imagine what it's like when you're when you maybe do have reason to be anxious about it. Um, I just, you know, you just got to own your truth and you just got to live in your truth. And I don't know what your relationship is like and how you best communicate your feelings. For me, um, I wrote my mom a letter and broke it down to her. And I basically told her how I felt and in the end that I was gay and that I hoped that she would love me still anyway. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, of course, she was like, you got to be kidding me, you're my child. So <laughs> I have no choice. But, um, yeah, you know, it was this whole thing. And uh, I think on uh, we're going to do a coming out uh, episode. So we yeah, will reveal the details then. <laughs> but all I can say is just make sure that you are proud of you and you, you're living in your truth. And when you come out to her, try to remember that as you say those words, uh, I don't know what would be best for you. Maybe a sit down in the, in the living room or somewhere more public. Uh, you said she's not religious, so I wouldn't definitely wouldn't, you know, take her to church, <laughs> but maybe have a dinner with her, especially in, you know, just be real with your mom and try to be understanding of her disappointment because there's a lot of things that are probably going through her head that she thought she was going to be able to get to do that she won't. Right. And because you're a stud, like maybe if you had been feminine, it would be a little different. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of things she feels like she's missing out on. So she's more worried about 
I think um, parents sometimes, especially mothers, like I had this experience. I had a friend who her daughter came out to her and is a little butch boy. (laughs) And my friend um, expressed to me her uh, not disappointment or hurt per se, but just like her feelings behind the fact that her little girl won't be wearing a wedding dress or won't be giving her grandchildren you know per se mm-hmm. and um so that is uh just keep that in mind like you know it's it's it affects her too but you have to live your life and you can only live for yourself facts yes yeah, I, I i agree with what b said you know stay true to yourself but also understand that you know it affects your mom a different way. Um, I don't think, you know, if, you know, I feel like mothers know. Mm. So I feel like deep down she probably knows or she, mm-hmm. you know, that's just how moms are. Moms have that mom intuition. Um, but I, I don't think you should feel like scared or anything. Just be honest. Honesty is always the best way to go. And, yes. um, even if she, even if she's upset at first, I'm sure she will come around, you know. So just, it's it's shocking news to hear, but at the same time, like I said, I feel like mothers know. Good luck to you. And that's what organizations like um, P Flag were invented, right. you know, like for parents who are going through because they are going through something too. Like it sounds crazy to say, but it's a form of loss for them in some way, shape or form, you know, the dreams um, that they pushed on you, they, you may have shifted a little bit uh, for them and that's going to take some getting used to for them, but you have to live your life and live for you. And, you know, uh, we're proud of you for realizing that you're a super terrific Uber Dyke and deciding to live in your truth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you know once you get over this hurdle of uh, expressing your true self to your mom then I'm sure that uh, the rest of your family will be a breeze and, yeah definitely you know like <laughs> once you conquer once that once you get up the mom then everybody else is whatever right you know because then you have mom in your corner which will make you even more uh, super terrific so I would definitely not um, don't stress about it too much I know it's hard to to it's easier to say than to do um but you know you're a grown-up too so be happy that you know hopefully you're self-sufficient you're not reliant upon your family for uh financial uh support and you know you're taking care of your, your business as any good stud should and and that no matter what happens, that you'll be able to uh, take care of yourself and maintain your life because that's what truly, honestly matters. And, you know, and like if your mom says a couple of tears, don't be offended. And, you know, we're happy for you. Yeah. Uh, definitely check back in with us and let us know how it goes. We'd love to hear from you again. Yes, we definitely would uh, like to know how it turns out for you. And uh, on that note, if you need a little more study in your life, you can find us on IG and Twitter at Two Studs in the Pod. 
That's where you'll find some of our stud-centric content. We welcome any and all feedback. If you have any questions or comments for us, feel free to slide in the DMs or shoot us an email at twostudsinapod at gmail.com. That's T-W-O, studsinapod at gmail.com. We may select your question or comment to share on an upcoming episode. Two Studs in a Pod is available on podcast platforms everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our new partner platform, Stitcher. Gratitude is always the attitude. So we want to say thank you for lending us your ear. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. <laughs>